Hi, this is Michelle with Mishmash, and today I have my husband, Devon. So we are here to chit chat. What would you like to talk about? Oh, I think what's been on my mind lately is just what you're supposed to be as an adult. What's so you're supposed to be as a man, a father, and a husband, and it's just all sorts of things that I sometimes feel like I don't fit the bill. And there's milestones that I haven't reached. And I feel like it's holding everybody back, including myself and my family. So I haven't ever, I haven't really ever gotten my driver's license due to where I grew up. I lived in New York and I lived not in the rural part, I lived in a suburban to urban deal. So there's always public transportation. It wasn't the best, but you could normally get to where you wanted to be when you needed to be there with a little bit of planning and a little bit of foresight. So it wasn't our problem. So I never needed to know. And eventually, as I got older, I started to venture further and further away from New York. And by then, I was kind of past that age where everybody would learn how to drive and be excited. I wasn't excited. And I always had a fear of cars because as a teenager, I got hit by a car. Not like annihilated, but enough to be like twice actually, and darn red lights. So that kind of puts a bit of fear in you to be like, yeah, man, I could die in a car. I mean, I was following the rules and still got hit a bit. So that's always kind of stuck with me till then. But about eight years ago, I was able to get around that. And that was because I put myself kind of second because I had married Michelle. And a little bit after that, we found out we were gonna have twins. So I was like, there's some things that you need to do first. And one of the things is you gotta be able to drive babies around because babies don't know nothing about nothing and they can't drive, so they'd have baby cars. That would be something to see. That's cute. So I had to, the first thing in the process was I had to find, me and Michelle had to find an instructor that was gonna be cognizant of, cognizant and patient with somebody who really don't wanna drive, is kind of afraid of it, and but needs to learn how to do it. So that was, we eventually found a guy, it was an older guy, and it was actually fun. And, you know, I was well on my way to doing that. So a couple weeks passed, kids are getting bigger inside of Michelle. And one day I'm gonna go to work. And at the time we didn't have a car. So I was practicing driving to work with my mother-in-law. So it was an easy drive. And I do believe, I think I made it to work a few times driving with her. We had to go on the highway. So one afternoon I was driving and I didn't see a tractor trailer. I was doing what I was supposed to do, but he sped up and I didn't see him. So he ended up kind of scraping, scraping up against the car. And I'm like, I'm a kind of a delayed emotional person when it comes to big time things like that because I, I think maybe it's hard-coded in me like if you panic in the moment things will be about 50 times worse than 
what it could be if you kind of just keep your composure. So, like, my composure was held until maybe a day or so later. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of said that if this were to happen, like, I probably would never drive again. And I haven't driven anything since then. I think maybe I might have at some point randomly either pulled the car into the driveway or I feel like I've done that at least once. You've done that a few times and, like, gone around little circle we have here so but for all intents and purposes i haven't been on the street legally with a permit since then like i just had like my desire was gone like i didn't want to do it and now i'm kind of like i really still don't want to do it but i feel like it's necessary and i'm starting to feel like i did then but i'm like oh okay well now the stakes are even higher because that happens and the kids are in the car then I know I'm never gonna do it again period because I know that that's that will mess them up and then I'm like well it depends on how you go about it because they look at you and if something were to happen and daddy was there if daddy never did it again they would carry that with them and like well sometimes bad things happen and if you stop that's the way to be because it'll be like, well, if you don't do anything, nothing bad can happen. And that's not a president I want them to have. But that's a tremendous fear of mine is having something terrible happen while I'm driving. And I feel like I pay attention, but I don't pay attention enough. But I feel like if I were to get into an accident, it wouldn't be because I wasn't paying attention. It would be because I was paying too much attention to everything because I'm nervous and I feel like there's a way to drive in where it's like you're driving but you're not so uptight but you're not like not paying attention either like there's an in-between and I feel like right now and since then like I've always just been on the far curve of uptight like when I would drive there was no relaxation on my shoulders. It was kind of on the wheel, like it's a rocket. And I never feel safe in kind of car. You can feel like all of the cars now, they're like, like if you see a wreck, like it's like little bits of plastic, like your car's made of plastic. I'm like, I don't think I'd feel safe with my family in something less than a giant truck. So at least I know if something like, if something hit us, there'd be more damage to the other car than it would be to inside. But really, I don't want anybody to be smashed up at all. But I'm like, outside of a tank, I don't feel like I'd be comfortable with anything. So there's always that. And I'm like, I just don't want anything bad to happen. And I'm, it's just like, it's a lot. Cause I feel like, I also don't want to be blamed for, for stuff. Kids aren't here, you can swear. <laughs> I well, swear I all the time. I feel like I don't want to be like, well, you were in the car, you were driving, and this is your fault. And I have a very hard time when it's just like, if there's fault to be had, and it's just solely on me, it's like, I can take that. But I'm like, if it's something that is my fault, and that could potentially affect somebody else, I have a lot of, I have a harder time kind of dealing with that. It's like, if you don't do X, then 
consequence don't hit you, it hits somebody else. And I feel like that's where a lot of my fear can come from sometimes. It's like, yeah, we'll skip you, but to teach you a lesson, this will affect over there. And that's just, it just kind of adds even more pressure. Because like, if I don't do this, then that doesn't affect you. It affects everybody else. And I'm like, well, that's even more pressure than if it was just me. And then I'm like, it it can be a lot. So it's dealing with that. And then just being a dude, like I feel like you're not supposed to say anything about that or feelings or like, uh, doubts like you're supposed to just be headstrong confident and deal with everything yourself and i feel like that's why we're seeing these posts now like on facebook social media where it's like say something to your friends to the husbands and the fathers because they deal with a lot of stuff and some people take on so much that they end up committing suicide because well nobody knew nothing because that's not how guys are supposed to be like they're not supposed to be woe is me it's supposed to be solid on all fronts you're supposed to be solid on the surface even if you're crumbling within and I think that's just how it's been for a long time and a lot of the older guys will be like well stop being a punk we don't have feelings we're robots meow 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 is that what guys say? I don't know what older guys say. I'm not a woman. <laughs> I assume that's what they do. They just sit there and meow. Probably. And complain about stuff. So, there's just a lot of... There's all sorts of things. Like, you could you have a husband or a boyfriend. There's a lot that could be going on that you would never know about. And you could see him and I was like, man, he's always just kind of playing PlayStation. Well, or gaming or whatever it is that they like to do for their hobby. That's mostly mindless thinking time to not think about all of the things that are going on, all of the things that need to be done, things that you need to do, things that you aren't doing, and trying to figure out how to make everything work without wanting to jump out the window. Let me ask you this, because this is one thing that kind of drives me crazy, but I've learn to accept it and just kind of chill out but how come you don't talk to your significant other girlfriend wife whatever for you and i obviously how come you don't talk to your wife because <laughs> there's things that i feel like you can only only another father or another husband or another like, I feel like I could talk to you about those things, but there's things that you're just not going to understand or you'll question and not really get why it's an issue because your perspective is mom and wife. So you're, you're, it won't be the same. Like, we, will, we don't have the experience of being on that side of being in my shoes. It's kind of like if you were to... For some reason or another, I couldn't show Lucas how to shave. You know how to shave, but you don't know how to shave your face. But you can probably figure it out, but you don't have that experience to be able to be like, no, we, we do this this way for a specific reason, or just how to do that stuff. Like, there's certain things that 
I feel like maybe you do understand. Like, there's things that moms kind of get. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my husband and said blah, blah, blah. I hate him. And then the other people will be like, give you like 8 million likes because they deal with the same thing because they know how that feels. And I feel it's the same way. Like, I could tell you, but I don't think you would really connect with it in the way that another dad would. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's- or, wait, sorry, cut you off. But it's like kind of like, it's like universal at this point where it's like, uh, what do you, if you want to choose something to eat, and it's like, well, come on, pick a place. We've uh, been to all of these places, and if it's like, oh, I don't know, like that's universal. Like you don't, I'm not the only husband to ever deal with this, so I know exactly what that feels like. And it's just one of those. Well, I was just say, gonna say that, like, I kind of, I get it, but I don't. Like, I, I do get it. But just thinking, overthinking as I do, because I'm like, well, you know, it, it, your issues are, um, it's not about gender, really. You know, like you said about shaving your face, and I'm like, this isn't about male anatomy or build or something like that, where it would be different. But I guess just in the sense that men think about things very differently and women think about things very differently and have different priorities because I do see that a lot like in the mom groups I'm in where they will ask these questions and the reason why I like mom groups versus dad groups is just I mean first of all I've never been in the dad group so I don't know but I relate more to the moms because we are kind of we have very similar um, thinking, I guess. Thinking and understanding of things where guys are different. So getting advice from a guy. I think in general, getting advice from guys, excluding gay guys, that's a totally different... <laughs> that's a totally different ball field game thing. Sports ball. Sports ball. But um, with straight guys... In general, the advice is like, I, I get annoyed. It can be um, mansplaining or just not understanding. I think my biggest thing with you is like, you're not seeing the emotionality of stuff. So you're just like, well, just do this. Or why is this a problem? I'm like, there's so many fucking layers to this. <laughs> like, there's so many emotions and things going on in my head and all this shit. Like, you can't, it's not that simple. And like, you just don't understand it. I think a lot of straight guys, it's like that. So I guess I get that. Like, you can't, you can't really ask, a, like, you can ask a woman for advice, but it probably wouldn't even makes sense because we have different languages almost so what we're supposed to do and I find this will be the dad group kind of stylings to what you're saying is stop being straight and start being gay Please. and that's why the dad groups are most often hilarious <laughs> like, there's obviously judgmental people in it but it's usually but like we're judging you but with laughter and hilarity like <laughs> yo you fucked up that was funny though whereas I feel like in the mom's room it's like you fucked up I don't know I might just look up your work information and call CPS exactly because 
you you are living your life entirely wrong. Actually, yes. it was a post like I think maybe somebody's child fell down the stairs, which is not hilarious. It only becomes hilarious when you're like, "Child, don't fall down the stairs," and they're like, "I'm not gonna listen to you. I'll fall down the stairs all day long and then get hurt." <laughs> and then you're like, "Are you dead?" And they're like, "No, man." And then you start laughing. <laughs> That's a well-earned deserved laugh. But I feel like if you posted that, you would get a lot of mom groups kind of angry at you because, well, you laughed at someone's misfortune that you tried to prevent. And I feel like that's a lot of dad humor is like, we try to warn, but when things happen that we warn about, then we have to try and be the bigger person and not laugh hysterically, which is why we have the dad groups where it's a safe space where you can get in all the I told you so's that you can't get in <laughs> your house with your wife or your children. What are you talking about? You constantly are saying I told you so. Not to anybody's faces and only to the unaffected parties. Like okay. if Lucas does something that's hilarious that in, that backfires in his face, I won't tell him I told you so. I'll go to Charlotte because <laughs> I know that she enjoys a good I told you so. And vice versa. Charlotte does something and it backfires in the most hilarious and delicious way. (laughs) I tell Lucas and then we share a hardy har har math question for you. R-D-R-R. I think I'm starting to see why they feel like they're versus each other. Might be a little dad provoking there. Nope. Instigation. The only instigation is you not listening to me and everybody sharing a hearty laugh. Oh my god. Don't laugh. He who laughs laughs listened. And I listened, therefore I laugh last. (laughs) And first. Okay. Alright. It's just one of those things. And I feel like a lot of the ways that maybe, I don't know, as there's not many dads amongst my group of friends and I think I'm the only one at the moment. So I'm like, I just know what I interact with online and see a lot of the stuff that dads deal with it's kind of regulated with humor like you find a reason to laugh so you don't have to be mad all the time that's why we have all these stupid jokes and the dumb dad jokes like who wants to talk about oh I don't know how we're gonna pay for XYZ like yeah but then my mind will be dominated with that and that's not a place I want to dwell in often because it's depressing, but I can make this dumb joke and make the world laugh, or I can say some dumb joke when we're out in the restaurant or in Walmart or whatever big box store, and maybe some other that'll hear it, and that'll be what he needed to be like, I was corny as hell, and I'm going to steal it, <laughs> and I'm going to say it when I really need a booster or pick me up, and I feel like it's like that. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's just to laugh, you know, just to be silly, just because that's something else. Like that's one and all. I feel like it's an accepted thing. Like dad can be silly, dad can be silly, but dad can't be sad mm-hmm. because that's not a thing you're supposed to see. Like that's something that's hidden. And that's why, like, a lot of dads kind of suffer in silence, and you would never think that anything would be wrong because dad is being silly. But it's one of those things. Like, I can't say that's the same for everybody. Your mileage may vary. But that's something that you've experienced. That's something you can say. 
or say a joke. I don't know. I'm an amateur comedian. I'm an amateur a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So. That's a true story. That indeed. Um, other than that, so I wanted to talk and do this because I felt just like I had something to say. I had something that maybe Michelle might want to hear. Something that she might find interesting. I don't know. I do talk. I do stand up in my house to my family. And I don't want to say I'm the greatest comic, but my comedic stylings are pretty top notch. Especially with my competition. There's usually just somebody farting or somebody making like a random sound effect at an inappropriate time. I mean, to be honest, that gets me every time, though. So, yeah. farting, <laughs> farting and random noises. Well, new stage play that I'm working on is as an interactive play where people are just talking to me and I just kind of stonewall them. And one time when I was reading my daughter a story, I use one of the Michael Scott techniques where you lean back and you talk low. <laughs> so she actually had to stop yelling at me and actually had to listen to me when I was talking. And then I stood up so she had to actually sit up. That didn't actually work. That you part didn't work. Like <laughs> you're making that up. Or No, you've heard me read stories. Yeah. Like I would, sometimes I'll speed up so she'll have to be like she'll have a hard time Hearing what I'm saying, so she'll have to have me slow down so she's actively listening. No, listen, I think Charlotte is very much used to how you read books, which is why she hates you reading books. <laughs> um, on top of all these different stylings, there's um, variation in reading where he's not actually reading what the words are on the book. He might throw in some song or rap lyrics or always remember memes or something um yeah so she, I, I don't think that she actually listens she's just like daddy's talking I'll listen to the sound of his voice that's all well firstly I'm a very cultured individual so okay. if I throw in a why you bully me or anything like that that's just me adding extra spice <laughs> to otherwise bland story and I didn't go to Juilliard to read books to a child when did you go to Juilliard? Exactly. <laughs> I'm adding spice to the interview. Oh my god. Adding spice. It's a conversational starter. It is a icebreaker. Uh-huh. You hear somebody says that they went to Juilliard, you're gonna be like, I wonder what plays they've been in. West Side Story. I've seen a play. Okay. And that counts. That counts. I have the theater experience. <laughs> okay. My wife's best friend is gay. So, again, I think... What? What does that have to do with anything? That I have experience. With gayness? With homosexuality? Do you want to come out? Hetero. (laughs) And that's why we work. Because she set that one up and I hit a home run. She allowed me to come out as hetero. (laughs) But that's kind of what I'm saying. I was like... I feel it's often like, sometimes people will be like, and I would hope this to be the case, like, a lot of dads just 
try to sneak happiness in there. Then you try to add it. So if it's a dumb joke that gets your wife to laugh, I'm going to take that shot 100% of the time. If it's a silly thing that makes your son laugh and giggle, like it's worth it to go for it. And if you can somehow hit the grand slam and make your daughter do it, show you any sort of affection, you have to always shoot that shot. Because you never know how their day went. You know how your day is going. And sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes my day has been fixed just by them being happy or saying something silly. You know, everybody kind of just laughing about it. And I think at the end of the day, no matter what I'm going through, that's something I always try to make happen. Even when people are pissing me off, I'm like, all right, let me calm it down. Let me get this good material out. And then I'll hit them with the A game. And then I'll go in the kitchen, look in the backyard, and half my daughter's room is in the yard. And then I'm right back to being like, I don't even know why I do this. <laughs> That's why I do it. So when I'm sitting and I'm playing Monster Hunter or some other thing, um, not yelling at nobody, but I'm also kind of just thinking about their happiness. And then their happiness is my happiness. And the joke is free. Sometimes at the expense of dignity, but there's always a cost. And there's a cost to you be the boss. Free. Take care of yourselves <laughs> and each other. This has been my American life. I bid you adieu. Captions. Right. I did my hand motion. Forgot this isn't a video. They don't, they don't know the hand motion. It is like when you take a bow and you kind of move your wrist and your hand. Very flamboyantly. Very stylish. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have for you guys today. I'm sure he'll be back. I'm going to force him back and talk about something else. Um, but if you guys have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email me at themishmosh at gmail.com and check out my Facebook where I have lots of awesome memes and energy reports, updates, whatever you want to call it, and great stuff. I'm at Mishmosh Podcast on Facebook. Go and like the page and check it out. And I will see you guys later. Bye.